Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor. Today we delve into the world of gaming, real money betting, and I look forward to learning all about that on the show. First off, if you're new to this show, welcome to the community. Uh, This is a show all about how some of the most interesting and innovative brands out there are mobilizing their masses to become more authentic, capturing the stories of of most of their customers, but it could be generally speaking the brand's people in order to spread influence. And today I'm on with Tom Getty. Now, Tom Getty is the chief marketing officer of DraftKings. DraftKings, of course, in the whole online betting industry right now is going through quite the boom as the current circumstances force many real life sports off the field, but there's plenty of other ways in which DraftKings is adapting and growing at the same time. So I learned all about that from Tom, as well as his background in video gaming, which is a personal interest of mine. And we also touch on things like how experiences are captured and the intricacies of that, given the free-to-play and real money betting games out there. We also talk about some of the stories of DraftKings successes. And we talk about some of the more unconventional ways in which people are engaging with the platform today, including some of the sports and games and other cultural events that Tom would love to see added into the fold. As always, we also talk about advice to build a better brand. And Tom talks specifically about being authentically cool during that, which is a phrase that I hadn't heard before, but one which I appreciated and one which I'm glad you'll be able to learn a little bit more about. I'll back away and let that conversation happen. So sit back, relax, and enjoy our conversation with, from DraftKings, Tom Getty. All right, everybody, I'm here with Tom Getty from DraftKings. Tom, thanks so much for joining the show. How are you today? Great, Al. Doing well, and uh, appreciate you having me on. It's a pleasure to have you on. Haven't talked to, to many folks in gaming and, and haven't done anything with the online side of things. So it's a treat to be able to learn a little bit directly from you today. Uh, the first thing that I want to do, because there's a lot of questions within that topic of what are you doing with DraftKings, especially right now, is I want to learn a little bit about your journey to this point. I know quite a bit of it involves uh, the gaming space, though not in uh, gambling necessarily, but in video games, which is what I'm personally more acquainted with. But I want to hear, generally speaking, how you got to DraftKings and and what keeps you excited about being there. Awesome to hear you're one of us. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I spent uh, almost 25 years in video games. Um, You know, an entire career of, of marketing different elements of games. Started with uh, uh, with a company called Humongous Entertainment, uh, which was the founder of the legendary Backyard Sports series that is kind of a cult classic now. Uh, spent time with Wizards of the Coast during the Pokemon card boom, uh, doing Magic the Gathering and uh, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, all those great products, learning a lot about tabletop and card games. Uh, and then I spent uh, almost 14 years with EA Sports, uh, Left there as a VP of brand product and athlete marketing, uh, meaning I really partnered with the teams to make sure that the products we're developing with uh, are going to resonate with the fans and really generate excitement. Uh, so that's kind of the background that led me here. As you, there's a common theme in all that is sports. Uh, so um, uh, you know, coming to DraftKings was really kind of a natural extension of my career. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, 75% of my job is exactly the same as it was at those other companies. Uh, but that other 25%, the real money gaming element, whether that be, uh, through fantasy sports, 
uh, our casino vertical or um, uh, or sports betting. Uh, it's it's a new element that brings a lot of excitement and energy to uh, to something I've been doing for a long time. If I can ask about the nuances and what you've had to learn when it comes uh, between the uh, and maybe I'm not doing this quite accurately, but I am separating gaming a little bit the way the two ways that I think about it from, you know, when I turn on my Xbox to when I, you know, gamble on the NFL draft, which I'm sure many people will do coming up here. What nuances on the marketing side did you learn that came into play when real money gaming uh, was part of your was part of your umbrella and, and, and beforehand? And was there anything that unexpectedly didn't translate so well? Sure. Uh, you know, like I said, there's a ton of parallels here. Uh, and, you know, Real Money Gaming has been a, around for 100 years, over 100 years uh, in the UK. So there's a lot of people that made a lot of these learnings early on. But generally speaking, video gaming is an emotional tie. It's about putting you in the seat uh, of, uh, of the race car or uh, as the quarterback of your favorite team or whatever that might be. And it's that rush, uh, that experience that gives you the rush in video gaming. Um, traditionally, the way real money gaming has worked, be that gambling or fantasy, is all of that rush really comes from the aspect of money um, and the, uh, the possibility of winning on the backside. And I think one of the reasons that, you know, I really vibed well with the founders here at DraftKings is because I see a bigger vision uh, and that uh, a world where the entertainment can come from your second screen and not just your first in your wallet. So how do we change product to be more entertaining for larger amounts of people will obviously always uh, service the real money, the traditional real money gamer, but we can expand this by making the products more approachable, uh, running lower dollar stakes um, and, uh, you know, just generally bringing more people into the experience. I got to ask now that we're in uh, these interesting times, what are some of the newest ways in which people are engaging with DraftKings? My guess is that your world of video gaming is converging very, very quickly now with the world of real money uh, betting. And I'd love to hear more on that from you, whether it be that or, or other events and, and I do want to ask one wildcard question towards the end of this end of this interview in which I'll come back to this topic but let, let's start there what are some of the newest ways folks are engaging with the platform and using it sure we've prioritized engagement through all of this so we're not worried about making money right now we just want to contribute to society keep people engaged give them something to do as everyone is bored at home without sports and and uh, not a lot of sense of normalcy in the world right now so um, you know, we've reinvested in, in, in product uh, in, in many different ways, um, one of which is diving headfirst into esports. So we've had League of Legends for years and years and years, uh, but our engagement on League of Legends is, is up, up significantly. We've also expanded to include Counter-Strike. Uh, we're covering the NASCAR e-racing, uh, Rocket League. Uh, we got a bunch of things going on here, and really it's been tremendously successful for us. We have 20x the number of players in esports products we do uh, today that we did before the outbreak, and 50x the actual entry. So people are entering more, con more people entering more contests to really bolster that experience. And then additionally, you know, we've we've been uh, partnering with our my friends over at EA Sports, and uh, we're running the Madden Sims, which you may have picked up. We're really entertaining. 
experience where you can jump in free-to-play games uh, and draft fantasy lineups against a single game that you can watch uh, on our YouTube channel. And we bring in our announcers from, uh, you know, our TV, our live TV show, The Sweat, and all the on-air talent so that they actually call the game specific to the experience we have. And it's a pretty entertaining experience and, again, just a great way to, uh, uh, to keep people engaged there. Yeah, I have to say I've been tuning into more esports than ever before, of course, because uh, the on the the field of play sports aren't around. And uh, me being a, a longtime, lifetime actually uh, NASCAR fan, which is sort of trivia, but not a lot of people are, at least not as much as they are NFL fans. Uh, that's been really cool to see. So I'm glad that you're getting involved a little bit of that. Of course, I also know that you were involved in that back during your time at EA. So uh, very exciting to see on both both sides there. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the success is, you know, I get through out a couple stats, but we're able to prop these up because of the void of entertainment so quickly now. So like for CS, uh, for Counter-Strike, uh, for instance, we uh, we passed a million dollars in entry fees on the seventh day uh, after we launched. And just for, for some perspective, our League of Legends product took 106 days to hit that same milestone. So, you're not the only one that's consuming a lot more esports and looking for entertainment out there. And uh, we're just happy to be part of the solution. Yeah. And well, it's good that you're there. It's the right place, right time. And of course, in these times, I'm sure that is allowing you to have a, a lot larger seat at the table, as it were, not only with regard to the type of events which come into the fold and being eligible for gaming through DraftKings, but also when it comes to things like legalization in states. I'm sure that it is a much more solid case, uh, and maybe it was before, but at least something that's much more listened to right now because of what's going on. Is that is that fair in your estimation? Well, I mean, I think the biggest influence, honestly, is the success of the states that we've already launched. Uh, you know, New Jersey, as you well know, was the first uh, to launch legalized sportsbook outside of Nevada. And that market has just grown unbelievably quickly. Uh, and since then, we've entered in some way, shape or form into 11 states. Uh, they all we, we always joke that every state's a snowflake because all of our rules and regulations and how we play and who we partner with and all those things are different. Uh, in each scenario, but uh, you know our success there is is really the bright spot in the company right now. Our fantasy products have been performing spectacularly, uh, but I think the performance of uh, of sportsbook and particularly online sportsbook is exceeding everyone's expectations. And uh, by having that uh, success, obviously we're generating more tax dollars. And amid a crisis like this, uh, you know, the world is on on, on its ear and, um, you know, we'd be uh, we'd be pretty ignorant to believe that it wasn't having any effect on uh, what states are considering and what they're prioritizing as they, uh, you know, try to activate and kind of get back to, again, some semblance of normalcy. Right. Of course. Uh, oh, go ahead. But it's working well for us. And, and you know, the folks that are in state in Sportsbook, we've fired up a bunch of extra stuff for them. Uh, you know, any sport that's active anywhere in the world, like, believe it or not, like, you know, Russian table tennis is killing it for us and uh, yeah. Turkish soccer. And, uh, you know, we have Korea baseball and basketball come back online this week. Uh, so we're offering DFS and sportsbook product against that. Uh, you know, the folks that are more focused on the U.S. market specifically, uh, you know, we're up 5x uh, year on year on our NFL futures, meaning like, 
uh, predictions that you're placing today on who's going to win the Super Bowl and MVPs and all those kinds of things. Right. Uh, and then one really interesting thing is we have a we have a product called Freedom uh, called Pools, uh, which lets you compete against other players, but in a sportsbook sense. And so we've been running free to play pools to predict the outcomes of you know more culturally driven things like Tiger King and Shark Tank and and uh, uh, you know Chopped and those types of shows. So. Again, just another way we're doing our best to keep people entertained and, 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 and stay engaged. Yeah, I got two follow-up questions there, and I was I was hoping we'd meander into that territory. Of those sort of more off-the-wall things in which DraftKings can play a part, whether it be cultural or simply international, because I, I mean, speaking from a similarly ignorant U.S. mind, what are some of your favorites of those unconventional areas where suddenly you're thrust into playing a part? Uh, again, you know, from the sportsbook side, the tabletop tennis is, yeah. is pretty fascinating. Um, you know, internationally, tennis, traditional tennis, is uh, is actually a huge betting sport. Um, and the reason is because you can play uh, point by point. You can bet on the outcome of, of each individual uh, point. And table tennis has that same advantage. So folks are uh, really digging into that. And, you know, that's been a great surprise. Uh, you know, I mentioned CSGO earlier and the speed with which that has come up to uh, 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 to prominence is impressive as well. Uh, you mentioned, mentioned uh, NASCAR's uh, e-NASCAR iRacing product. Um, you know, I think they're doing a really nice job uh, and committed themselves uh, both as a sport, as the teams, um, uh, the Fox broadcast, like everybody came together immediately and started uh, broadcasting these virtual races with the real, you know, professional drivers, uh, but in a virtual world. And they've shown, I think, right off the bat, that you can really have a great entertaining experience uh, on these virtual sports. Uh, so, you know, as we build this out again, it's really keeping people engaged. But, uh, you know, I have no doubt that some of this is going to stick as the world does come back to normalcy and we'll be a stronger business because of it in the long run. Yeah, I think so too. A lot of people are calling this the new normal. I prefer to just call it the now normal. And and once once things get back to whatever that old normal was, these trends are not going to reverse. I mean, they may not grow as quickly as they did given alternatives, but yeah, I don't think they'll go back uh, to the way it was either. If I can ask a question briefly on, uh, you mentioned before and this was with regard to states, and this is not about a state-by-state state question, but similarly, in every individual state, the way that they see their own circumstances as unique, different, so too is, I'm guessing, everybody who engages with DraftKings. Their experiences are different, whether they are uh, majority playing in free-to-play things right now, whether they are doing uh, more real uh, money side, whether the sports that they're involved in, whether they're doing sports or cultural things. And I'm curious in which, uh, in the ways in which DraftKings is helping to capture that experience of all of these differentiated players, and, and how they can take that, uh, and how you can take that to your advantage. And, and the reason I'm asking is this: is because we talk a lot about uh, on this show about the way in which uh, brands are leveraging the experiences of of their of their masses of their people, and. I, this is a kind of a two-parter, but I want to start with just the general way in which you harness it. And then I do want to talk about the implications or the intricacies uh, of how harnessing that and amplifying it changes when people are talking about gambling as opposed to doing other things that might be more free to play. But 
let's save that for a moment and just ask generally how you're harnessing this groundswell of, of what I'm sure is a growth and new influx of players, but just generally player experiences. Yeah, you know, your observation is absolutely correct. Our player base is incredibly diverse, uh, socioeconomically diverse, uh, diverse in the sports that they like, diverse in the gameplay styles that they like. So our job really is to build a platform uh, uh, that can service players in any way they want. Um, You know, I make the analogy all the time is DraftKings is we're building the arcade. You come in with your quarters, you decide which game you want to play. Uh, but we're always going to have something for you at any time. Um, and so that's one of the big efforts that I had going back to the diversity of our player base. Uh, when I came in, you know, this the gambling industry traditionally in fantasy as well has been a very uh, transactional uh, industry. You get in, you get your entry in. It's about efficiency. Uh, you get your money down and then you watch your game and you learn if you want or not uh, as you go. Uh, You know, the vision that we have is to build a much more engaged experience where entertainment is coming from all the screens, not just the the game you're watching, but actually from your device uh, and interacting with your community in that as well. So, uh, you know, one of the first efforts I did coming in is run a ton of lifestyle research so that we really can understand the ins and outs and the intricacies of these different player segments. Um, and, uh, you know, we are lucky in that we can really boil, there's data for days, right? But I can boil down the importance uh, down to a couple things. Number one is love of sport, uh, which is pretty obvious. Number two is love of competition. And what you know, that, again, on the surface seems really obvious, but as I started to dig in, I found little trinkets like, you know, our player, our, our daily fantasy player is 462% more likely uh, than general population to play one round of golf or more a month. So these are active people. These aren't people that are just sitting on a couch watching sports all day. They just want a little more. They want to bring competition for themselves uh, into their sports viewing experience. And so... Um, you know, how do we bring that to life? Uh, you know, it's about the types of uh, the types of um, experience, experiences that we sponsor um, to reflect their lifestyle. It's about staying engaged with them. It's about our, uh, you know, our, our, our pro series, our championship series, which we kicked off before this started and unfortunately has been disrupted. But a hundred million dollars on the line in the year uh, for these live and online events that crown uh, not just the champion of each individual sport uh, for fantasy, uh, but the champion for a, a multi-sport uh, experience. So, you know, bringing people together, understanding their differences. Uh, we have lots and lots of ways to expose our players to uh, the rest of the community. Uh, through our Game Changers uh, series of videos that go in and highlight individuals. There's always just so many great stories. Like, you know, I, I met a bartender that, that, that won a bunch of money and started his own sneaker company uh, based on that. Really? I met grandmothers that, that, have, uh, that use Daily Fantasy to stay in contact with their grandkids. Uh, or, uh, you know, met a guy that got married the weekend in the Masters. And I'll, literally, as he's traveling to his honeymoon, logs in and realizes he won a million dollars. Like so many amazing stories uh, 
that you know we really just turn the camera uh, on the players and and uh, and capture the action as it happens. Yeah, that's. Geez, that's nice, isn't it? Nice way to start a marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the best wedding present for sure. Yeah, I guess. All right, get it yourself. Wow. Well, thanks uh, for for those little stories there. The, uh, you know that those are the nuggets that I'm sure that I'm sure people uh, love, um, and, and something that I'm sure you're just excited to be able to talk about. I want to ask, uh, and this is a uh, harking to that wild card question I was talking about earlier. Pure curiosity, but of uh, you know of events of which you are aware, cultural or sports related, uh, that DraftKings currently does not cover. Is there something in particular which you'd like to see them start to cover, um, based maybe on your own personal preferences for what you like uh, or what you've heard people ask for? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's diving deeper into what we have at this time. So. Esports obviously is doing fantastically. Uh, you know, I would love to be running that on uh, uh, on our sport on the sports products as well. Um, so running fantasy against Madden and FIFA and NHL and all those things would be a spectacular uh, extension of the brand and really give us the opportunity to uh, to run fantasy contests 24 hours a day, whether we're in season or not. Uh, so that's a really big opportunity. There's no doubt. Um, but honestly, you know, the opportunity here at DraftKings is so big with the new states opening up on a monthly basis um, uh, for both, you know, for, for our casino products, for our sportsbook products, et cetera. Um, you know, our goal right now is not expand, expand, expand uh, through the experiences. It's provide a good, solid, entertaining experience uh, and stay on top of the market growth because that's, uh, you know, that it's exponential on, on, in its own right. I'm sure you've, uh, you know, you've seen that we will soon uh, be transitioning into a public company. Um, and, uh, you know, that's really where the opportunity comes because we're really the only gaming company and certainly the only online gaming company that's focused 100% on this explosive US, U.S. market that is just growing so fast that every other gaming company in the world is infiltrating the States and trying to make it happen. Uh, but we have, you know, a really unique opportunity here as we're online. So we're not carrying, you know, a tremendous amount of weight of brick and mortar uh, sports books and casinos around the world that are now empty with, you know, uh, a very long time before it feels like they're going to open. Um, but, uh, you know, our product is accessible um, 24 hours a day in any legal territory. And uh, again, you know, the accent, the focus just on the U.S. market is just a massive advantage for us as we uh, as we navigate these waters. Yeah, I, I the, the opportunity is huge, undoubtedly. I, I had read yeah a little bit about DraftKings intention or desire to become a public entity. Um, didn't ask that specifically here because uh, some folks I've talked to who are about to go public or not, they, yeah, sometimes they get a little touchy, but you know, obviously a great opportunity for anybody who can be the first mover in that space uh, or, or, the, or the biggest mover and for you to have that opportunity uh, as well as all of the other things that are growing and changing and developing by the day, it seems, uh, is, is obviously fantastic. I want to round out the conversation today with a common question that everybody who listens to this show will know. 
but it's essentially our advice column. And the reason I ask it is because we have listeners from all over the place who are in marketing and who are simply looking to build better relationships with customers, build better brands, and are seeking to get nuggets from the people whose journeys they emulate. And those would be the folks on this show. Now, you've been in the general gaming world for years and years and years. You've had plenty of experiences, watershed moments in your career, maybe pitfalls that you've avoided, but generally all along the way, learned how to properly capture experience and build more authentic audiences based around that. And so I have to ask if there is a moment or two or a learning or two which you've carried with you through these years, which you could pass on to the folks listening into the show today, simply about building a better brand or a more authentic experience. Yeah, you know, my experience is so varied through video games that, you know, each place taught me something really unique. But, um, you know, my experience at EA Sports, building a lifestyle brand um, and building brands like Madden and FIFA that have been at the forefront of gaming for now 25, 30 years, been the most popular games out there. Um, You know, it really just ingrains that lifestyle and the emotional connection that people want uh, with brands they love. And so, taking that and moving it into this space really for the first time where it's never been done before is a really big uh, opportunity and and is what gets me excited about this place. So when I uh, came in, I kind of lay down the mantra for my team and I say, we have always got to be efficient, consistent, and authentically cool. Um, Efficiency is really important in this space, especially in sportsbook because the, you know, you have to move at the speed of sports. So my marketers need to be talking about what's relevant today. And in six hours, it's going to be completely irrelevant as the game, that particular game or event is over. So that means we've got to be really, really fast. Um, And so when I came in, uh, I got a lot of eye rolls, but I said, you know, I I run a book, build an organization that's capable of delivering TV quality creative in 24 hours and digital quality creative in 15 minutes. And that means you've got to really build a platform that you can speak from and really changes uh, everything we do from the fact that we moved all of our agency work internal. We use no external marketing agencies anymore uh, because it's just too slow to work, you know, with uh, with outside creative teams. Uh, Technology is is a big piece of that. How do we find technology that allows us to dynamically update digital ads without actually having to swap the asset out and traffic all new assets. So we've got those things answered. So efficiency is one, consistency is a really big one. Uh, you know, DraftKings did not have a, semblant, a, a, a structure for product marketing when I walked in. So, you know, each individual channel was out doing what was best for the channel uh, as opposed to having a single coordinated campaign effort. Um, so we've propped that up and we're making good strides there. The most important one, though, is authentically cool. And you can't be authentically cool if you don't know who your player is. So I've talked uh, about the research. I've talked about, uh, well, I haven't talked about the fact that, you know, our events, like I, I, uh, uh, I require that all my managers and above um, ret- uh, attend at least two events a year. And it's not to see, not to go see how our events work or, uh, ex- you know, run the experience. It's really just to meet the players and get to know them individually. Uh, so that they can bring that experience back and and uh, and and contribute to that desire to be authentically cool. So we're in the early stages of, of that, but uh, you know I think our our partnership with Nate Burleson in the last uh, American Royalty campaign really 
is a good indicator of the direction we're heading. Defining a brand voice that is more than just transactional and what, how much money you can win, but really creating a destination that people want to be a part of, uh, whether there's money there or not. Right. Well, that's wonderful to, to, to know. And, and yeah, to, to move away from a strictly transactional nature of a relationship, though that might be the pull still for some, and to move towards this more holistic, authentically cool. I haven't heard that uh, use of the word authentic, so I really, I'm going to keep that. Uh, maybe borrow it. Um, relationship is really great. So I, I thank you for that. I thank you for all the stories you've been able to tell here. Uh, I thank you for uh, talking about the growth of DraftKings. And I, and I certainly look forward to uh, you know the progress and the developments going forward. But for right now, and for everything you said on the show, Tom, thanks so much for coming on. Appreciate it. I really enjoyed it, Adam. Thanks. Thank you so much to Tom Getty from DraftKings for joining the show today. It's really great to hear about everything that's going on, especially right now and how you're growing. And on a personal note, thank you very much for uh, helping to form all my childhood memories through the mid-2000s with NASCAR and all those wonderful video games during that time. Truly uh, a special treat. If you like this show, here's the one thing that you can do, because I already assume that you're subscribed on iTunes and you found this podcast somewhere. If you haven't, go ahead and subscribe there. Leave a rating and review if you'd like. But mostly, we have a LinkedIn page, Authentic Influence Podcast. And if you hear the end cap of these shows, you'll know I do this every single time. But this is where all episodes of the show go. This is where press mentions go. This is where other news about events and things will go. Now, events aren't happening so much right now, and they'll happen later in the year. I promise they're coming. But this is where you can just stay in touch. We're building a little community there, and it would be great to have you be a part of it. So again, Authentic Influence Podcast, go check it out. Go give it a follow. Of course, I'm also on LinkedIn personally, Adam Connor. Drop me a line. Talk about what you want to see next and what you want to see changed. Some of the best recommendations I've had for the show have come from you, and I appreciate that, and I hope you keep it coming. I'll be back again in a few short days with another fantastic podcast about how another brand is mobilizing its masses and becoming more authentic, perhaps authentically cool, along the way. And until then, for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.